We are currently in a series called Games People Play. Games People Play. And so what we're doing is we're taking certain games that some people play, and we're using that as our backdrop for uh, what we're talking about. So today is call, a game called Mad Gab, The Art of Communication. And The Art of Communication is the title for a message. And so what I want to do is we're going to play Mad Gab. How many of you have ever played Mad Gab before? Anybody? All both of you. Awesome. I, I pretty much expected that. I was like, in fact, there was like six of you. That's more than I thought there would be, in all honesty. Uh, it's not exactly the most popular game, but, but it is a lot of fun. And so we're going to play Mad Gab. We're going to expand your horizons this morning. Aren't you excited uh, that you got out of bed? And so we're going to play Mad Gab for a minute. And, uh, and so uh, l- what I want to do is let's get those volunteers. I think we picked a few people. So if you guys know you're helping with this, come up here and just line up in front of the, the monitors up here. Good. I don't even know who this is. Awesome. Yeah, you guys are brave souls. Thank you. Uh, and so, yeah, just stand right there. So, so how we're going to do this is uh, Rena's going to hand you a card. Just keep it turned over. Do not look at it. Do not look at it. Otherwise, you're just going to mess up the whole game. And, uh, and that would just be bad. So what we're going to do is Mad Gab is basically you go through, you read this phrase that's on the card. And, of course, we've made these up specifically just for fun. Uh, but you read off this phrase, but it's not written like a real phrase. It's just a whole bunch of words and letters jumbled together to make it sound like a phrase. And you have to figure out that phrase, okay? So we're going to do an example before we get these guys involved. You're going to be thankful for this. Um, And so I'm going to be the first one. And I actually don't know what's coming up, to be honest. Uh, This is the one slide in the whole presentation thing this morning that I don't know of. Uh, And so so I'm going to try to read it. And so if I were to do this, if it's on my card, I'd go, we demand an answer. We demand an answer. Do you know what I'm saying? What, what am I saying? We demand an answer. Yeah. Okay. So we demand an answer. So do you see how this is going to work? Okay. I sound a little silly saying it. Welcome to the uh, front, guys. And, uh, and we're going to have some fun with this. So what we're going to do is you guys make sure you don't look at the screen. You face that way. Okay. And we'll, we'll start with Mr. Allen here. And, uh, and so as soon as you're ready, we're going to, as soon as you start reading it, and uh, let's wait until they start reading it. And, and guys in the congregation, if you figure out what it is, don't just shout it out. You can whisper it to your neighbor so you sound smart. That's fine. Okay? But don't shout it out because otherwise, you know, these guys are trying to figure it out, right? They're trying to figure out what they're saying. And so let's see how this goes, all right, Alan? If you want to go ahead and read it, and if you read it faster, the faster, the better, usually. It's going to sound weird, but go ahead and look at your card and read it. Rini didn't tell me the part. I was supposed to figure this out. I thought you guys were going to figure it out. (laughs) Now we'll find out. All right. All right. Do I know you? Do I know you? Do I know? Do I know you? Yeah, nice job. That was that was very well done. Okay, Kyle, you're you're up next. <laughs> Go for it. A barrel tennis shoes. A barrel tennis shoes. Up in Tenero. I'm not going. All right. What do you, what do you guys think? A pair of tennis shoes. That's right. A pair of tennis shoes. Awesome. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that crazy? All right. Kathy, you're up. Ease, ace, life, axe. Ease, ease, easy. Ease, life, axe. I don't know. Ease, 
Ease Ace Life Axe. All right, there you go. That was close. Say it really fast. Ease Ace Life Axe. What, what do you think it is? Anybody? <laughs> All right, set, set, shout it out. He's a sly fox. That's right. All right, last one. Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you glad you're number one? See, can't hire Dove Fit. <laughs> dove Fit. See, can't hire Dove Fit. Seek and hire Dove Fit. <laughs> Seek and really hire Dove Fit. What do you think? Anybody? Seek and Shout it out now if you've got it. Sick and tired of it. There you go. Sick and tired. See, isn't that good? All right, give these guys a hand. They were very brave. All right, yeah, just throw them right here. That's fine. <laughs> awesome. All right, so did you notice? Did you notice that it wasn't only, the communication did not matter only what they said, but how they said it? Did you notice that? How they said it, what they emphasized, how fast, how slow, it changes the meaning, didn't it? It changed what you hear. Communication is the same way, okay? Today we're talking about all about communication, and it matters. It matters not only what you say, but it matters how you say it. It matters when you say it. It matters everything. It, only the words you say is one little aspect of communication, but how this works, it makes a big difference, okay? So we're going to talk about communication today. And um, I want to just tell you a quick story. There's a lady who needed to make a cake, okay? But she didn't have all the ingredients. And so she decided, like any good person, she decided to send her husband to the grocery store to get the ingredients to bake this cake. And so her husband was getting ready to leave to go to a sporting event, Men, we know how that goes, right? We got to get there early. We got to get our stuff. You know, we got to get into the mode. And so he wanted to leave early, but he, he agreed to go get the ingredients under one condition, he told his wife. If you get only a few ingredients so that I can go through the express checkout so I can get to my sporting event quickly. And so she said, no problem. And so she put the grocery list down and she sent him off expecting to be back probably in 10, 15 minutes. Well, 10, 15 minutes pass. Then half an hour passes. And she's starting to get worried about him. Like, what's going on? And, and she's about to look up the grocery store and like call and be like, what's going on? And then she hears the car, his car come back in the driveway. She's like, okay, he made it, you know, and everything. So he walks back in with three bags and drops the bags on the kitchen floor and says, I'll go get the rest of the bags. And he goes back out and the wife is just puzzled. She's like, three bags and you're going to get more. I, there were just a few items on there. And, and so she opens the first bag and, you know, there's, there's a, you know, there's one like a pound of butter. And, and then the second one, I think there's, there's two things of icing. And, and then she, she looks in the next bag and there's, there's like three, I can't remember what all the stuff was, but, uh, oh, there's three vanilla bottles of vanilla. And, uh, and then she goes to the next one, there's four dozen eggs. And then the next one, there's five packages of lard. Five. <laughs> Nobody needs that much lard. <laughs> And, and, and so she's like, what is going on? And in that, that third bag, she looks in there, and she looks at the grocery list, okay? And she realizes what has happened. This is what the grocery list looked like. She had numbered it so that he knew how many items there were. 
But what he did, obviously, is he had gone in there and thought this is the number of every item. And so he comes back in and the wife just decides, I'm just going to thank him for being an awesome husband. You know, she has decided this. And so he comes back in with the other bags and he's got, you know, he's got five things of lard to be. He has huge bags of flour, six of them. And he got seven cartons of milk. <laughs> Talk about drinking milk in one week <laughs> before it goes bad, right? And so she just looks at him and she's like, thank you, dear, and everything. And she said, and he finally said, you know, dear, obviously I didn't go through the express checkout because there was too many items. But really what happened is I got into the express checkout and I was checking out through the line. I passed all the stuff through there and I realized what I had done. But he said, I just decided to buy it all because by that time the whole store was laughing at me. And so I just wanted to get out of there. <laughs> and so he just dropped him and went to a sporting event. That story illustrates how important communication is, right? How important is communication? What you say, how you say it, how you do it is really, really important. So what the, the main point that I want all of us to get here today, yes, I'm going to give it to you ahead of time. Isn't that great? It's like for free, you know? The main thing, if you get nothing else today, I want you to remember, communication is key. Communication is key. Now, when I say key, I don't mean something that unlocks a padlock, right? I'm talking about the, the definition that we're working with is something that is of paramount or crucial importance. Communication is key. It's incredibly important. Okay? And this is why we're going to get into that. Uh, the first book of the New Testament, Jesus is uh, going around with his disciples and he has just had uh, somewhat of a confrontation with the Pharisees, these religious high-ups. And they have asked Jesus a confrontational question in order to trip him up, in order to uh, get him to say something that would make him unpopular with the people. And so they ask him this confrontational question, and Jesus, like he normally does, Jesus answers their question with a short story. We call it a parable. And he tells this little short story to explain. Well, the story was apparently not as clear to the Pharisees or to the disciples. And so after Jesus tells the story and they move on, the disciples actually pull Jesus aside and they're like, okay, Jesus, can you tell us what the story meant? Because <laughs> we're not quite sure we understood. You're talking about eating and you're talking about this and that. We just didn't understand. And so the disciples asked Jesus to explain the story that he's just told to the Pharisees in answer to this question. So what we're going to do today, and actually this story is not completely about communication, believe it or not. We're just taking this out of this story. It does apply to what we're talking about, but that's not really the main point, and you'll get it once we get into this. But we're going to take a peek at Jesus' conversation with his disciples and see what Jesus says to them in response to this story that he told. So let's go ahead and jump in there. Uh, it's in Matthew, the first book of the New Testament, Matthew chapter 15. Then Peter said to Jesus, Explain to us the parable, that short story that you just told, that says people aren't defiled by what they eat. Don't you understand yet? Jesus asked. Anything you eat passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer. But the words you speak come from the heart. That's what defiles you. Or, in other words, messes you up. 
So you can leave that up there for a second. What is Jesus talking about here? Okay, let's let's go to the first part of this, because the first part is is kind of important, slightly. Um, And and what is Jesus doing? Really, basically, Jesus is like playing the biology teacher, (laughs) right? He says, you know, that when you eat something, it goes into your stomach and then it comes out later. Okay, just so you know, we don't want to go into too much detail, right? Some of you are still eating donuts. All right, but that, that, we know what happens, okay? It goes in your stomach, and then it goes up, and it ends in the sewer. That's what Jesus is saying. He's saying everybody knows this. So he's making that point to make the ultimate point. He's really setting them up, is what he's doing. He's saying, you understand that when you eat something, it goes through your stomach, and it passes out, and goes in the sewer. However, though, then he gets to his, what his main point is. And what is his main point? He gets to the main point, and he says, the main point is this. Verse 18, this is what he says. Let's go to verse 18 real quick and show that. He says, but the words you speak come from the heart. It's not like food. When you talk, when you communicate, it comes from the heart. That's what defiles you. It's your heart that kind of messes you up. And so we see these things that Jesus is talking about. All right. Jesus is saying. You eat food and it goes through your body and it passes through and it ends up somewhere else. Your words, your communication as a person, it has to start from somewhere. It has to have an origin. And what Jesus is saying is your communication starts from your heart. From what you really are. Who you really are. How you communicate comes from who, what kind of a person you are on the inside. That's radical stuff. And so Jesus is saying what matters is on the inside. Now, this is why, for example, we know we sometimes have a hard time with relationships. I don't know about you, but have you ever struggled in like communication in a relationship? <laughs> I don't know about you, but maybe I'm the only one here. <laughs> but just talk to my wife and she'll tell you. I struggle quite a bit from time to time, especially in certain days. I mean, the, the communication is tough sometimes. This is why we struggle. And, and you know why we struggle with communication? is because we don't realize the, the origin of our words. The origin of our words is not from our mouth. That's what we think because that's where it comes out. It's coming from our heart. And so if we want to change how somebody communicates to people, how somebody communicates to God, how you communicate to friends, to family, to neighbors, to people you don't like very much. If you want to change how you communicate to them, it doesn't actually work to change the words you're saying. You have to change why you're saying them. Does that make sense? Your words, your communication is coming from inside of you, who you really are. And so there's a lot of programs and ministries. There's a lot of businesses out there that can help you publicly speak better or to talk better. But when it comes down to it, your communication really stems from, this is what Jesus is saying, stems from who you are, who you really are inside. What have you invested in? All right, so it works like this, okay? works like this. If you have a couple of people, and I have just, I was trying to think of how to illustrate this, but this is, this is one way to, you know, to kind of do this. Um, you have uh, two water bottles, and these water bottles can just, uh, they can illustrate two people, okay? We have two water bottles that illustrate two different people. They look similar on the outside, right? This is what we kind of try to do as people, right? We try to look like each other, kind of. 
We don't say it out loud. I know that. But we do, right? We try to do this. Try to fit in. Okay? And so we have these people. And you have person number one. This is a person that, that they invest in pure things, in good things in their life. They, they, they really try to think about people and their thoughts toward people. And again, this is not stuff that they maybe say out loud. But they try to think about people in, in positive ways, healthy ways. They try not to make judgment on people all the time. Maybe they invest like their music, their media, their movies. Uh, they, they work really hard at that to make sure it's stuff that, that will help build them up, that will be good, healthy things to invest into their heart. And so when the person communicates, then what it comes out with is it's, it's pure. Okay? I don't know about you, but this is, this is pretty good, cold, pure water. Okay? Your communication is going to come out fairly pure. I hope you don't have to go to the bathroom. This is where my mind goes. I'm a dude, you know. What, am I, what are you going to do? Okay, this is what you got. This is what you have to work with. Okay, and so so you have this kind of person, but it's it's what's on the inside. You wouldn't see that until they're communi- say, they start communicating or or how they start treating you. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, I know what you've been investing in. And it's not healthy. But this person healthy. But then if you have a person who they're they hate people. They, they watch movies that hate people. They watch TV shows that really degrade people's lives. <laughs> we all know that our media does that, by the way, don't we? Okay? You're watching the same TV I am. Okay? We're investing in stuff that's just ick, nasty, negative, certainly not God-honoring. And so when people communicate out of this, how many want to drink that? This is what their communication comes out like. We don't say that out loud, but we know. You know, when somebody communicates, you're like, it rubs you the wrong way. You're like, oh, that was harsh. It just comes out gunk. You wouldn't see that on the outside, though. They look good on the outside. But their communication comes out, and there's a big difference, isn't it? So, so what, is, what is Jesus really saying? Jesus is saying communication is key, not because what you say is even hugely important, although it is. But what Jesus is saying is communication is key because your communication is a publishing of what's going on inside of you. It's what is going on inside of you. It's the broadcast version. I would say it this way. Communication is like Facebook for your heart. This is why we know kind, kind of how people think on Facebook. Because they're communicating on Facebook and it's coming out of what they're dwelling on. It's what they're thinking about. Isn't it? Because they're posting about what they're thinking about, what they're dwelling on, what they're focusing on. Okay? When you talk to somebody, when you treat somebody, and remember, now this goes across all the board. As you might imagine, is communication just words? <laughs> No way. We know, I, I think I looked at some of these studies this week, and I've, I've heard this, but I wanted to look it up to just see if this was true. But uh, most of the scientific studies put it from anywhere from 60 to 95% of communication is nonverbal. 60 to 95%. You know what that means without saying it? Uh, the percentage is great, wonderful. But what that's saying is your words kind of matter. What you do really matters. Because people think of you, they think about you, and they make judgment on you based on what you do, not necessarily as much on what you say. 
So when we're talking about communication, we're not just talking about words, are we? We're talking about the nonverbal. For example, if I say, I am really excited about that. Or if I say, I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited about that. I mean, it's going to be awesome. Is there a difference there? Huge, isn't it? What did you wonder you're going to believe? If I go, yes, I'm really excited about that. You're going to go, no, you're not. <laughs> or you're a comedian trying to play sarcasm. <laughs> right? I mean, we know that because nonverbal is huge. Communication is huge. It's key. It's a publishing of what is in your heart, what's going on inside of you. So understanding this should change everything. Okay, this is why it's so important. Okay, let me get down to the practical. Okay? Why are we talking about communication so much this morning? This is why. Because if it broadcasts what's inside of you and how you treat people, it should change. If you decide that you want to change your communication, then what you need to do is not change what you say and what your words are. You need to change who you are. Most people don't get this. They try to work on their language. They try to work on how they say things. And I'm going to say this politically correct. I'm going to say this, you know, without this or this. And that's okay. It's not bad. But, but even if, let's, say, let's put it this way. If you're using your language to manipulate people, what's that saying about the inside of you? It may sound, come across and sound really good. But it doesn't matter. Maybe you and God are the only ones that know it, but you're manipulating people with your language. And so you and God know that. And, and that's showing what's in going on inside of you. Again, it's an outflowing. No matter what it is, communication is outflowing out of your heart. And so this should change everything. For example, how you talk to God. We call it prayer. You know, we get scared of prayer. We're like, hey, would you like to talk to God? Yeah. Okay, let's pray. Oh, I don't pray. I, <laughs> you know, that's what prayer is. It's talking to God and listening to God. That's, that's all it is. Prayer is talking to God and listening. Communication, if you invest differently into your heart, you know what that will do? It will change how you pray. It will change how you talk to God. It'll change how you listen to God. A lot of people's issue is not how they talk to God. It's what's going on inside, which determines how they talk to God. Okay, this changes how you how you treat and talk to your spouse, right? What you have invested into your heart, what you truly think about them will impact how you communicate to them. Won't it? It will. We all know this is true. How you feel about them. It doesn't have to be a husband, spouse, uh, a spouse thing, a husband, wife thing. It could be a friend. It could be family members. It could be a neighbor. It could be that neighbor that you cannot stand. Some of you got names. Don't say them out loud. Okay? No matter who it is, how you treat them, how you talk to them, how you communicate with them, whether or not you rush into your garage to avoid them like crazy, will come out of who you are. Won't it? What you think about them. How you think about them. Here's, here's I know I wasn't going to share this. Uh, this isn't in my notes. Uh, you probably not surprised, right? You, you know I bounce around a little bit. Um, when, when I have had a hard time with somebody, you know what I, what I do to fix that? I pray for them constantly. I don't want to <laughs> believe me because they drive me insane, but I pray for them. And the more I pray for them, 
I find that God changes my heart. And as a result of him changing my heart, I will now treat them like I should have been all along. See how this works? It's backwards of what we think. It's not trying to say nice words to them. It's changing how you think about them. And therefore, you will treat them kindly anyway. Your communication will just come along. So this is what Jesus is saying. Communication is key because how you look is great, but your communication says something that's going on inside of you. And that is the bigger deal. There's a guy named King David in the Bible. He's, you know, the famous one who killed Goliath, you know, with a sling and a stone. Uh, King David is described in the Bible as a man after God's own heart. You know what that's saying, really? It's saying that he invested in really good and pure things into his heart all the time. The things of God. He was constantly worshiping and dwelling on who God is and what he needs to be in his life. And so he was a man after God's own heart. And he wrote a lot of the things in the Bible. He wrote the Psalms. And I wanted to share Psalm 19, verse 14. Okay, let's just let's throw it up there. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord my rock and my redeemer. What David is saying is, let my communication be pure, which is going to stem from the meditation of my heart being pure. Help my meditation to be focused on you, God, because if it is, then the words that come out of my mouth and how I treat people will be pure as well. A beautiful picture of what King David was trying to communicate about God. Right? And he sees this. I just wanted to share one more thing that kind of illustrates this. Band, you guys can go ahead and come up. Okay? Just be ready. As many of you know, my grandmother passed away just a couple of weeks ago. Pretty difficult time for us. It was, you know, it was like right before Easter week. So that was kind of difficult. Um, but one thing that was awesome is that because of my grandmother and how she lived her life, how she communicated, uh, the way that, that she lived, um, we were able to celebrate her life in unbelievable ways. And one thing that made it really, really easy to celebrate my grandmother's life um, was that she was an avid writer. She's an amazing writer. She's one of those that could just put things into print that you just go, you know? just amazing. And so my grandmother, she wrote, she journaled all the time. I mean, she was an avid journaler. And she also journaled her prayers, her communication to God. She had a prayer journal and she would write down what she was saying to God all the time. Just imagine the wealth of wisdom compared in that stuff. Unbelievable. I mean, just unbelievable stuff. Powerful stuff. And so what I wanted to do is I wanted to share, this was actually on the back of her program, her memorial service that we had. This is, this is one of the entries that we printed. So I just wanted to read it for you. This is what she wrote to God. This is her communicating to God. She said, this morning as I contemplate on a new year ahead of us, I want to record what my wish is for it. Most of all, I wish to do your will and glorify your name in everything I do. I do not want to scurry around doing a lot of unnecessary things like my inclination is. I want to do the important things. Please, Lord, help me to know those 
and be glad to do them. Okay, her words that I just shared with you today, among millions of others, are still impacting me and my family. Uh, They're impacting you this morning because I just shared them with you. They're impacting thousands of people. And do you know why her communication, her words that she wrote down on a page, which are just words on a page, do you know why they're impacting to this day? It's because of that prayer. It's because she was constantly, I mean every single day, investing into her heart good things, not bad things. She wasn't, you know, watching movies that like glorified, you know, putting people down. She was not communicating to people in negative ways. She was not yelling at them. She was not arguing with them. And, and this, is, um, this is another thing, not in my notes, but I, this came to me yesterday as I was thinking about this. But this is one of the most special moments. I don't think I've even told my parents this. Um, but Laura and I were standing, and they were just about to close um, the casket. Sorry. <laughs> and, um, and my grandfather came up to me, and he said, You know, your grandmother was the same with me by herself. She was the same when she was alone. And she was the same when she was with her friends and her neighbors as she was with you guys. You saw the same person every single time you saw her. She was the same person. She was never different. And that's all I need to know about my grandma. That if I know nothing else, that's all I need to know. Because what that is saying is, even when it didn't have to be that way, she was investing in her heart in wholesome and pure ways. Here's the deal, guys. If you want to change how you treat people, how you feel in life, what you do, I'm just telling you, you've got to invest in your heart the right way. Some of you, I know, you go do things on the weekend, you do these things, and you're investing in awful nasty stuff. Let's be real. Can we be real? You invest in awful stuff that looks like this. Hey, This is in your heart, and you know it. But you cover it up with... I'm going to look nice on Sunday. I'm going to show up at church. Okay? And what I'm saying is, Jesus is saying, it doesn't matter how you look to other people. It matters how I see you. And you know what God sees? He sees your heart. I hope He sees not this. And the only way to get rid of this is to get Jesus in there. And I just, I just love the example that my grandma was because I know she lived day in and day out who she was. It was the most special thing that I've heard my grandfather say, I think. And he says a lot of wise things. What are you investing in? What are you putting into your heart? And how are you treating people? How are you thinking about God? Because how you do that matters big time. It does. We all know it's true. It's just sometimes hard to change the inside. It's easier to change our words, isn't it? Communication is key. What are you investing in into your own life? All right, let's pray. God, thank you for your word that sometimes gives us really hard truth. God, we know what's going on inside sometimes, but we don't sometimes open up about it. We sometimes covered up. And I pray, Lord, by your spirit, by your power, by your love, may you help us to focus really hard and work on the inside. 
who we really are, how we really think about people. And I pray, Lord, as a result of that, that our communication becomes really powerful, full of wisdom, God. That it becomes something that is incredibly useful for building people up, for giving them encouragement rather than tearing them down. God, that we would talk to you in honest ways because our focus is entirely not to manipulate you, God, but to just tell where we're at and that we need to get better. I pray, God, that you would help us to invest in really good things into our heart, whatever that is for each one of us. And that our communication comes out pure as a result whether it be words or actions. God, we pray this in your name, Lord. We ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen.